People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Where are we? Where are we? <laughs> Not where are we, I said are we on? <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Absolutely Bizarre. No. no. What? It's too early, don't confuse me. <laughs> anyway, they know what we're here for. Sorry we've been away for a little bit, we've been um, otherwise engaged, um, illness had a play- to play with that. But we are back and we are going to give you... Two episodes this week. Mm. Um, obviously, we're going to continue with the chapters of the Haunted Counties of England. So today is Cambridge. And then we're looking at some bizarre deaths. Yeah. so it's quite interesting, that. Yeah. Just, yeah. For, you know, just for a little bit of... Uh, just so you don't feel like you've missed us yeah, too much. Yeah. So get that'll come... Um, this week, yeah, yeah. So, uh, obviously, share the show. The faster the show gets to a certain threshold of um, downloads, that'll be the point where I drop the second episode. So it's up to you guys. If you want to hear us quicker, then share us. If you're not bothered, then uh, <laughs> then don't <laughs> carry on yeah. <laughs> as you are. Right, Cambridge, are you ready? Oh, actually, before we start that, I wanted to just mention this. Uh, you had something to mention as well, didn't you? But um, I don't know if you saw this. This was in. It's actually in Yorkshire Live, which is a is a newspaper, but it 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 says this. And to be fair, although this sounds really ridiculous, and when I show you the picture, I think you'll understand why. But anyway, a man who was left with a burning rear pain after mistakenly using toilet cleaning wipes as loo roll has called Tesco to change their packaging. Leon Gleed, twenty nine said he was confused when his bottom started to feel sore until he realised he'd been using antibacterial toilet cleaner wipes which are not meant to be used on the body. Right, it says this. His girlfriend Sadie Williams had brought Tesco's active flushable toilet wipes from an express store in South Wales. She then left them next to the toilet setting off a chain of unfortunate events. (laughs) Let me skip this bit because I'll skip to the bit where he talks about what it felt like. About his ringer. Um, but essentially, he, he did it for a few days before his bum started to come, end up in a rash and all the rest of it. And, oh. Yeah, and um, he said he couldn't sit down. He's a truck driver. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, it's a constantly chafing and burning, and then they, that's when he realised. He said, because he's Welch. He said, "The only way I could describe it is like a night after a, a ten hot curries." And I, I know it's a silly mistake, but I'm convinced there's other people out there who have done the same thing. And actually, look at the packaging. I'll show you the picture of the packaging. He's probably right, to be fair, because he's asked for Tesco to change the packaging. But I don't, if you see this, look, it says, it just says active toilet, flushable toilet wipes. Yeah, they conveniently missed off the bit where it says antibacterial cleaning. It, I mean, um, you could... Packaging. If they were next to the toilet, you will... I mean, if they were next to the toilet, my kids would use them. Yeah, I think... Yeah. yeah. So, he's probably got a point. And I know... I mean, we, 
health and safety is a big thing. So I've used obviously my wife get it used to get the old um, the flushable wet wipe things for adults or mm. for the kids and baby wipes in other words. Yeah, yeah. and they, don't get me wrong, they was all right, but they have a distinct smell of baby wipe. Do you know what I mean? You know what a baby wipe smells like, but yet. You also know what antibacterial smells like. When you pull it out and it smells like lemon pledge, you should be going, yeah, okay, maybe this isn't well, you, depends used what for me, arsehole. Kind of <laughs> ringy you like, doesn't it? Yeah. But anyway, so let's <laughs> get into these Shall we stuff. get on with Cambridge? Yes. Yeah. Um, again, with Cambridge, you know, it's an old part of England. You know, it's been around since England's, you know, been here, basically. Yeah. Um. And again, a lot of these places I'm going to talk about, well, all these places I'm going to talk about, are a sort of unassuming sort of um, places. You know, places you walk past every day, mm. um, if you live in Cambridge, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but um, but in general, I mean, there's places in your area, there's places now where you go to every day, you frequent, you know, bridges you cross, you know, certain places like you don't really think about what's gone before, the history. Yeah. Um, you probably do, because you're aware, though, but... General historians, yeah, but general but yeah. people, you know, <laughs> and and this is the same. The, the first one here is um, Huntington Town Bridge, uh, and this is in Huntington, which is part of Cambridgeshire. All right, and been there. It's said to be haunted, after by a plethora of ghosts, to be fair, but it's actually said to be haunted mostly by a Victorian policeman. Okay, who saved his final patrol there. Hmm. Okay, so. The bridge nowadays sees a heavy flow of traffic that passes between two towns, but it's a medieval bridge and it's said to be haunted by a policeman who goes by the name of Thomas Lamb. Thomas apparently lost his life on the bridge during a routine patrol in the early hours of December 23, 1841. Alright, a witness recalled seeing Thomas on the bridge at around 1am as they passed by. However, PC Lamb was not seen again after that. A few days later, part of his uniform, his top hat, I mean, that's that's how early we're talking now, the uniform consisted of a top hat. You know the old... Yeah. yeah so he's a gendarme in uh, France and that, but our boys had that as well. Uh, rather than today's more modern helmet, he was found. F- it was found floating in the river in Hartford, a little more than a mile away from the bridge. The town, sorry, the river was reportedly dredged uh, as part of the search for the missing officer, but no signs of the body could be found. It wasn't great timing for the local police either, as the watch committee had apparently only just sacked another constable for partaking of beer and meat in the Sun public house. Alright, so obviously in them days, regulations forbade officers from entering pubs, unless they was carrying out uh, duties, all right. But this guy got caught. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah. This guy got caught um, having a pint, basically, while he's on duty. <laughs> now, some would say that's ple- that's good policing because he's getting to know the locals and all that. Well, I would say that. Obviously. So someone offered me one last night, yesterday, and no I was driving back. She, yeah, <laughs> she went. She said, Do you want a drink? And I said, Yeah. I said, yeah, if you don't mind. She went and got me a beer. I was like, yeah, I really can't drink. She's only little. Like, tomorrow, I'm driving for a living. I can't. No, yeah. no, yeah. So, yeah, you just to... don't get it, do they? No. Um, so, yeah, so he was sacked for that. So, basically, with this guy going missing, it left them with no police 
in the town at all. Brilliant. Um, you know, there's actually accounts in this in this time period of of officers being dismissed, right? Because they're married into a, a family of bad character. Awesome. You know, that's how seriously they took policing in in Bloody the day. Hell. Um, well, imagine not, that now well I'm not saying don't take it so serious now but I think um, the respect's gone on it for the police and mm. they need to get that oh, yeah. back by massively uh, yeah by sorting people out clip around the air and all that so anyway uh, it wasn't easy for a body on the beat in hunting them back then obviously two months later PC Lamb's mysterious uh, disappearance was solved when his body was discovered uh, right under the Huntington Bridge so a place that had been previously searched. So this gets into the more missing four one stuff here. Yeah. A place that had been previously searched. Uh, it wasn't discovered. They even dredged the river and that. So he, he wasn't there. But anyway, uh, a couple of months later, he reappears there. All right. The fort. This is the explanation for it. They said they thought that his heavy uh, great coat that he was wearing at the time had dragged him to the bottom of the river. And it's the mm. great ooze the river is. Which kind of makes sense. Them overcoats were like thick. Um, like a Hessian type stuff, weren't yeah. it? It was real rough, and you know, I yeah, put one on, you know, when you, uh, you do like um, role play. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I. Yeah. On the Cambridge uh, Country Roll of Honor, PC Lamb is the first name listed. The roll stating, it is believed that he was assaulted by several persons and thrown off the bridge into the river. An inquest held after his body was found on February uh, 1842 saw a witness reported. P.C. Lamb standing on the bridge on the night of the disappearance, but he was seen cupping his head in his hands and staring down at the dark waters below him. An examination of the body showed no signs of violence, however, after months spent uh, underwater in the winter, this would have been difficult to detect at the time. Uh, P.C. Lamb's truncheon was found still in his greatcoat pocket and is now on display at Norris. Uh, museum in St. Ives. Uh, peace, uh, people were conflicted as to whether PC Lamb had died by his own hands or those of the of others. It's been due to um, he had been due to give evidence in a case of an assault the following week, which may have given someone the motive to silence him once and for all. However, it is deemed not to be a serious enough for the suspect to commit murder. Uh, so did he take his own life? I guess is the question we're asking here. Um, but you know, you've got someone who saw saw him on the bridge, cupping his hands. You know, head in, uh, you know, cupping his hands, head, head in his hands. You would say he's probably looks pretty depressed. depressed. Yeah, it's one in the morning. Um, that's the last person that saw him, and that witness never saw anybody else around him. There was no marks in his body to suggest that he'd been. Uh, you know, manhandled. I know they said that he'd been in the water a long time, but there was no... There's no evidence of any foul play. No. Um, and even then, if he'd gone in the water, um, you know, someone chucked him over. Well, unless he was unconscious, obviously, you know, why wouldn't he just take his coat off and swim or... Well, you'd have thought so. Something Maybe like he that, put you know. rocks in his pocket or something. But, anyway, so you can imagine the ghost is seen there Basically, in that position, looking at the water, looking over the water, um, and it's mostly seen late, really late at night. 
Mm. So you know, the old weary traveller travelling past, and then they decided to see that sort of thing. But the, the, there's so many ghost scenes inside the road; it's um, it's incredible, really. All over the all over the country, you know, when you're going through these, it's time and time again you see this ghost at the side of the road, ghost at the side of the road. Yeah, it does seem to be quite a common place. Alright, there's a guy called Mark Egerton, I think that's how you say it, or Egerton, and he actually wrote a book about haunted Cambridgeshire. Uh, he actually did it on just on hunting Shishishire itself, um, and a couple of these stories. He actually he actually writes a different story for that same bridge, but he, he calls it uh, the tale of Nun's Bridge. It's the same bridge, but people see a dark shape there, and a lot of people attribute that to a nun. Right. Alright, rather than a police officer. But again, if you know the backstory, and you went past it, you might, you probably think it was a police officer. If you don't know the backstory, you see a dark figure there. Because you got to think, you know, it could look like a nun or a monk or. Yeah, well, that seems to be the most, like we said a few episodes ago, that seems to be the most common type of apparition anyway, especially in this country, is a monk or a nun. Well, it might be two stories that are getting mixed up because just down the road from that bridge um, is Hinchinbrook House, right? Which was the original name for a Benedictine nunnery nearby and right. a nun who was said to have haunted that site after losing her life um, she actually committed suicide so like I said before the bridge is part of the, the main traffic route between Huntingdon and the A1 okay so there's a lot of modern traffic and a lot of increased um you know, vehicles the amount of traffic yeah, going over there you the know, it's so these these massive. stories are Coming more thick and fast, should we say? Yeah. The actual, you know, they diverted the the traffic away from that bridge now because it was made of wood and stone and all the rest of it. So the actual, the, the main um, body of traffic actually flows quite close to it, but not over it anymore. So only the only people really going over it now are cyclists and um, right, mo- yeah. you know, like you know, Makes bikes, sense. walking that sort of thing. So, um, but you can see the bridge from the road, so it's. Well, um, where people go past and see something there, they might not necessarily know. Yeah, I mean, they're looking. I'm gonna have a look gone. out now because we drive past that. Yeah, yeah, Friday, I'm so. see if you can see it like. But, um. Okay, so we the nun then. So the, the story behind the nun is, well, there's two different stories really about the same, the same person, and again, the matter got mixed up with the police officer because some of the locals believe that she was drowned in that brook. Uh, by a brother who found out it, she was pregnant. All right, and um, that's why it got the name Nuns Bridge. But local historians aren't quite sure about that, although people do see some hooded figure there. Um, but they do the, the actual spot did have a reputation for being um, an epicenter for crashes. You know things like that. You know, lots of accidents were taking place there. Uh, this is obviously when it was used as a road, mm. um, and that was all attributed to this nun. But so there's got to be something there, whether it's that story or another. There's definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the actual bridge itself, you know, it is quite narrow. Um, the sides of the banks there, thereabouts, are steep. 
difficult to see around. If you was, if you was coming at any sort of speed and you approach that, you could see how a crash could happen. Um, yeah, with or without a nun, uh, <laughs> and that you know essentially that's what resulted in the creation of the bypass. Um, you know, there was it said that an old tramp used to live there in a tent in the woods alongside that bridge in the 1950s, and he was on, once asked if he'd seen the ghost, and he replied, "Indeed, I have." On many occasions, she doesn't bother me, so I don't bother her. Um, there was another terrifying experience that happened there in the 1960s, when a guy called Ray and his friend had been to a dance in Huntington, and they met up with two women, auxiliary Air Force members at Brampton, RF Brampton, and the men agreed to escort the women home on their route across the bridge. So took the women home first. After dropping the women off, they came back the same way. Ray's friend suddenly bolted up the steep slope, and Ray, bewildered by his friend's behaviour, looked across at the water and witnessed what he describes to be a cone of shining light. Mm. Uh, Ray was struck by terror and ran for it too. Nice how his <coughs> mate just ran off first and left him. Yeah, yeah. Didn't say, say anything, anything. No, just, just bolted. Off, yeah. So... Obviously, a cone of light. Is that a ghost? It's it's strange, isn't it? So it's almost like um, it, it, it's almost like there's, there's definitely something going on there. You know, there's enough there's enough incidents now to say like you know if you go there, and a lot of people do. To be fair, like you, if you go down there most summers, you'll see people, you know, ghost hunting there, sort of thing. And again, a lot of people that go there, they report strange sounds, noises, movement, uh, as well as obviously the running water. But they can hear strange things going on all the time, you know, in the area. So, who knows? Next one then. This is a bit strange, to be fair. It's really short, and it came from a paranormal group that investigated uh, Newmarket Hall. Uh, and basically, they said that they saw one of the members described it as a penguin. A penguin. Yeah, a yeah. big penguin. Okay. Like a, a human-sized penguin, and, and then others thought that basically what they might have seen is a plague doctor with a beak. Yeah, but this this person that saw it, interestingly enough, didn't recognise it as that. So that you know that image wasn't in their you know their, their minds. They didn't jump necessarily straight to the plague doctor. They thought it looked more like a penguin waddling away. Uh, and it was only later on when someone showed her a picture of this plague doctor. She said, "Well, actually, that's probably more likely than a six foot penguin." Yeah. But so yeah, so Newmarket Hall is haunted by a plague doctor slash penguin. <laughs> I want to go with penguins. Yeah. It's funny, uh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there'd be some story behind that, though, wouldn't there? If it was a penguin.
Okay, so there's a lot around Oliver Cromwell, as you can imagine. Since his Traitor. death in 16... Legend. Since his death <laughs> in 1658, the fate of Oliver Cromwell's dismembered head has been subject to much speculation. After his body was ordered to be dug up by King, King Charles II, Cromwell's grisly features stared at passers-by from Westminster Hall in London. Put it on a stick, didn't they? Yes. A big pole, whatever it is. It went missing as well. Mm. The head eventually disappeared into private hands before finally being laid to rest at Sydney Sussex College in 1960. Mm -hmm. It is rumoured that Cromwell's body, less the head, can be seen floating through the college buildings. So there you go, so... If you're around that way, you might see the headless body, and obviously there's only one person that's ever lost his head in history, so it must be Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> um, well, there's there's been loads. Was that sarcastic? Yeah, that was sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you, you know, know, like when they say, there's those things, isn't there? Like, there's... he was buried though at um, Cambridge College, so mm. that's why. And they, yeah, they well, still that's why. Don't know that's where. why they think it's him. Yeah. They still don't know where he was buried either. The 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 person who took the the head back and buried the head. They never told anyone where they buried it. So it's and just... who, who sort of collects that as a... Um, what? Souvenir. What, his head? Yeah. I actually did an entire episode on Oliver Cromwell's someone's decapitated similar, head. Someone's similar where the body went missing. Like, they put the body on display for people to walk past the funeral parlour. And it was like it was laid to rest in the window, and then that body went missing. Don't know, I've not heard that yeah, one. Yeah, that was someone famous. But yeah, if you want to listen to about Oliver Cromwell's head, it's to go and listen to it. Nah. <laughs> so, um... Alright, the moaning man of New Market Road. Chilling mysteries, moans, and petrifying residents of an unknown address on Newmarket Road. One student who lived there in the house reported one particular bedroom as always being freezing cold. Another terrified resident had to rapidly move after being so disturbed by the moaning man's cries. This is a student flat. Um, basically, there's a row of houses on this Newmarket Road and students... Uh, live there temporarily, you know, by the at the colleges and that. And it's said that there's a plague pit there. <clears throat> if you actually look at the houses, they sort of dip in the middle. Yeah. And uh, that, they reckon that's an old plague pit. So whether this moaning comes from that. The other thing that was said to be down there is a notorious um, executioner. Uh, he actually, one of the houses that still has his name over the door. Nice. Because uh, it, it was a, you know, it was a serious, um, serious, um, Role wasn't it? It was a you know it was almost like a respected role. I know it sounds weird. But, yeah, no, you know, it was. It was. You know, people looked at him like you know, like you'd look at the the local butcher or the local, do you know what I mean? The local yeah. baker or that sort of thing. He was the local execution. That's what you had. And anyway, he's, like I say, his name's over the door. And in that particular building, there's lots going on there, um, screams and all the rest of it. But the students pay up front, so that they'll pay for like a, a, a term up front. Out of the college, out of the, the wherever we yeah. give them, you know, taxpayers give them. So they, they'll pay for that, and then so they have to stay there. 
<laughs> you know, but there's a lot going on in that particular area. But again, they're not, they're not sure if it's a tribute to him and what he did. I'm not sure he'd be too bothered about what he did. He was getting an honest no. day's pay for an honest day's money, wasn't he? So it's more likely the plague pit in my eyes. Yeah, I'd go with that. All right, you're going to like this one. <clears throat> Gritton Grey Lady was first seen in 19th century, but hasn't been seen since. Her apparition was said to appear on College Taylor's knob staircase. <laughs> laughing at. Nothing. Childish, that. <laughs> You've seen me laughing at something like that. <laughs> She's rumoured to be young Miss Taylor, a student who sadly died before getting to Gritton. Uh, starting at Gritton, even. Time will tell if she makes a startling reappearance. So that's weird, isn't it? Where you've just got one. One, um. He was probably drunk or on drugs. One time. And said he saw a ghost. Maybe. It's more likely than, uh. It just happening just the once. Unless it happened the once and there was like a. What do they call them? When a Catholic priest comes in and throws water at it. Our, um. I was going to say execution, but it's... Exorcism. <laughs> Exorcism, that's the one. Now, I'll end with this. This is my favourite story of of Cambridge that I came across. And it's just bizarre. That's more the reason why. But it takes place at what's called the Eagle. It's a pub. And it's... Some say it's like one of the... It is the oldest pub. No, that... It's the oldest pub in Cambridge type thing, but mm. you know, some people say it is, some people say it isn't, but it, whatever way it is, it's fucking old, right? Yeah. So this pub got a famous ghost in the 1970s when the essentially the rooms upstairs were reopened as guest rooms. All right, and that's when this. So all the ghosts might have been there from the start. You know, from a while, it was only when the 1970s when they reopened the upstairs rooms as guest rooms that this started to uh, to uh, happen. All right. So one particular room, one particular window in that room remains open, and if you look at the building today, and I've seen photographs of it and that uh, that window, as you look at the window, it's the basically the window above the do- uh, no, I think it's just the side of the door, but it's open, <clears throat> and um, it's the old sachet window, so it's the uh, you know where the top part drops down. Yeah. Right. So it's not like a a little tiny window that's open. It's a it's a big old window. Anyway, the the reason is people who stayed in that room felt claustrophobic, oppressed, and then a sort of oppression came over them. Right, and that they couldn't explain until somebody in the 1970s did some research and found that the old Victorian paper cutting articles stated that the pub had burnt down and sadly in that room a little boy had died. Um of smoke inhalation right and his body had been found trying to open that window ah right so obviously it's believed that the little boy who once was there who tried to get the window open now wants the window open and then obviously in his panic and anxiety if the window's shut that's when he starts playing up but the interesting or interesting part is like people who didn't know about the story they'll go there and obviously if it's cold they'll shut the window when they come back to the room it's open even to the point where people have put nails in it to keep it uh, keep it shut and then they've come back and the nails are out and the window's open 
So I've actually just found a picture of it as well. The part I don't know if you've seen a picture of it. We've seen a few. It's open, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's open in every picture. We'll, so I might put that on the group. And yeah, yeah, we'll do. But the the reason being that it's open is because landlords that have gone in as skeptics and that they've come out as believers. And essentially, yeah. the, the, one of the landlords that came out said that in the deeds when he when he t- took over ownership of the pub in the deeds in the lease, if you like, was. That that window must remain open 24-7, you know, 360 days. No matter what the weather is outside, that window must stay open. And that's actually in the lease of the pub. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. That is bizarre. Mm, definitely a strange story. So, obviously, there's a lot a lot more in Cambridge, and we'll probably stick some more up on the old... On the old Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. But, um... Did you have a story from the chase that you wanted to finish with? Well, I just had a question. Question. But, so, for those of you who know the the chase, they have is, it in America, do they? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, it's a British TV show. It's a question show. Um, and I just found a. Uh, they did, every now and again they do some funny questions. So obviously they've they've known for doing one. So uh, there's a German skier called Fanny Schmeller. Um, and they do, so they do, yeah. <laughs> and they ask a question, you know, what does she do for a living? And so there is some, they do some real funny questions, but they did one a few weeks ago. And it says, which of these is not a genuine type of starfish? A goosefoot starfish, a red knobbed starfish, <laughs> or a chocolate starfish. <laughs> So uh, and this went out on daytime TV. British so TV. he had to actually say chocolate star. Oh yeah, he watched the video of it. If you watch of it, it's Bradley Walsh. His name is, but if you watch a video of him, so he can't even say it. He's literally just now. Nah, Bradley Walsh is all funny, isn't he? Yeah, but um, yeah, just some of the questions they come out with on there are, are fucking brilliant. So I just thought it was quite amusing that they. Uh, but the guy answered it and he said. Um, Chocolate starfish, Bradley. He said, "Well, what made you come to that decision?" He went, "Well, it's the only starfish I've ever heard of." <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, just yeah, the British TV for you. Yeah, so there you go. Enjoy. Yeah, so um, I think we mentioned it at the start, and obviously saying if you guys can uh, share and share and share the podcast, but um, we've we've been asking recently for some reviews to come in. Um, mainly because it's the best way of sort of hitting up the iTunes charts is is getting more reviews in. So uh, we have had we have had one. Um, it is a five star review, which is obviously what we're aiming for here. It says love this podcast. Yeah, I've listened to this from the start, so that's a long time. Someone listens. I mean, that is a long time. That is yeah. a long time. Even I haven't listened from the start. <laughs> Nor have I. <laughs> to be fair, I've, you keep going. Have you heard this episode? Have you heard that episode? I'm like, no, that was fucking. That was years ago. Um, and it just gets better and better. Well, we know why it's getting the wizard, better. The wizard, they need to listen to that episode. We know why it's getting better, though, don't we? Cause, yeah, well, yeah. Um, easy listening, great banter, really interesting. Oh. Let me throw in things now. Uh, they're going through all the counties in England at the moment. And it's great to hear all the different tales and hauntings, not just the ones everyone talks about. Can't wait for the next episode. Um, doesn't say, is it? I'm not sure if that's the name. Charnicle? Yeah. Charnicle. Uh, yeah. So um, we have had a few people say they have left us a review. Um, but 
they haven't popped up yet Perhaps for whatever one reason. One did this morning. One did this morning. Oh, we've From, got another uh, one. Um, yeah, love hearing your stories from Yorkshire. Uh, the lads are awesome. The stories are great. The podcast is a must. Uh, if you want funny, honest opinions and a variety of views, keep listening. Uh, and for those American listeners, all the X's at the end of that are actually kisses. So uh, that's come from Amy. So thanks for that. Um, yeah, I've, I find it. Americans don't understand the the X's at the end of text messages. So, no, no, they don't get it. Hmm. So, um, I actually I remember sending one to to, to one of someone from America because um, it's just it's just what we do. Do you know what I mean? You just put it at the end of a text message. You don't even think about it. And uh, she's like, "Why are you putting X's at the end?" I'm like, "They're kisses." They're like, "That's weird. Why are you putting?" Ki-? I'm like, no, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a just an X. <laughs> But yeah, why put a cross at the yeah. end? <laughs> why put a cross at the end? But uh, you know, yeah. there's places. There's no there's places in Afghanistan. I'll talk to Chris about this. But there's places in Afghanistan that are so remote that when they see when they see planes, I suppose in the Amazon jungle is the same. But when they see planes going across, they don't have any other way for it than an X. Really. Hmm. Just, just an X. Just caught an X. They ain't got a clue what it is. Wow. And then, I mean, just probably look at it for a bit and then go, "What's that falling from that X?" <laughs> Bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah, uh, so I would not would like. I'd like to get him on a on a show like on a poppycock because mm. he's a nutter. Yeah, and he's very funny. We'll see if he uh, if he's interested in in going on, but yeah. So um, some keep... stories from the British Army. Yeah, some British yeah. Army stories. Um, but yeah, get get on the um, get on the old review system if you can leave us a review. I know there are other ways of leaving reviews. Um, it's not just iTunes. So if you do get any or you do leave us one on another app, do us a favor and just send us that review as well. Yeah, we won't get access. Yeah, to that. but I would say if you're going to leave a review anywhere other than Apple, then um... Then share the show. Yeah. Would help us out more. Yeah. Obviously, the, you know, review wherever you're leaving it, people obviously will see it, will see it there. But yeah, if you can share the show, that does help. Yeah. But that being said, shorter show, obviously, because still not 100%, but we're getting there, or I'm getting there, so... Yeah, it's you that's ill, not me. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, like I say, uh, we'll see you on the other side. Take care out there, you bastards. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. They'll be back. (laughs) 